Welcome to the Rainsville Educational Podcast. This podcast is used to help train and equip believers to become disciple makers to serve God's kingdom through the local church. Enjoy this next session as we talk about this week's spiritual rep. Well, good morning or good afternoon, whatever it may be for you. Welcome back to the rep podcast. This is episode six. I'm going to just jump right into our topic for the day. I just want to introduce this episode by really asking you a question. And so here we go. If you got stuck on an island and could only have one book to bring with you, what book would you choose? Now, obviously, I don't know what you said because this is a podcast and I can't hear you, but I will tell you what book that you ought to have chosen. The Bible. The Bible is a wonderful book. It's artistically brilliant. It's historically informative. It's intellectually rich. The Bible is practical, dramatic, and engaging. In its entirety, it is composed of three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. It spans some 6,500 years or so of human history. It was penned by 40-something contributing authors. And yet, despite all of that diversity in time, it still strings together from end to end a unified, brilliant narrative. I'll say it again. The Bible is a wonderful, magnificent book. But is that why you should choose this book to be trapped on an island with above every other book? I mean, if you think about it, that's a pretty strong statement, isn't it? That if you got trapped on an island and could take only one book out of millions and millions of books that have been written, you should take the Bible. I don't care if you've read it before. Take it. Read it again. And then read it again after that. And then copy it by hand. And then memorize it. And then read it again. Those are big statements, are they not? So why should you agree with me on this? I'll tell you. It's not because of any of those impressive qualities I mentioned a moment ago. There are plenty of books that could be considered to be artistically brilliant, historically informative, and intellectually rich. So here are three quick reasons for why I believe that you should choose the Bible if you got trapped on an island and could only take one book. Number one, when you read the Bible, you are hearing the living God speak. This is probably the no-brainer point here. But for real, if you, if you think about that for a moment, like Timothy says that Scripture is breathed out by God. Theonustos, God breathed. God's life-giving breath is just rising up from the Scriptures as your face hovers over them. There is no other book from which you can hear the voice of God as you do with the Bible. One ancient scholar even wrote, When the Bible is read aloud, God is speaking. That brings up another good question, I think, though, doesn't it? Do you want to hear God speak? 
I often think of George Whitfield when I think of this question, that great preacher whom God used to awaken the American colonies to a great revival, who would rise up early in the morning to meet with the Lord, not to watch the sunrise, not to drink the coffee, not to think great thoughts, though I'm sure he did those things, but primarily to read his Bible. And it was no casual reading either, for Whitfield would find a prayerful posture on his knees and read one line of Scripture and then pray for the Holy Spirit to make this great truth known to him. How might our times with the Lord be different if we sought to hear his voice in a way like Whitfield? And yet there are still two other benefits that comes to mind if we seek to hear God's voice. Number two, when you read the Bible, you grow in other areas of your spiritual life. Eric Geiger researched this and found this to be true in his study with Lifeway on transformational discipleship. They discovered that a consistent engagement with the Bible drives a deeper engagement in the other spiritual disciplines such as prayer, uh, such as evangelism, such as obedience. Geiger says it like this, There is one spiritual discipline that increases activity in every other spiritual discipline, and that spiritual discipline is ongoing engagement with God's Word. Those who increase their engagement with God's Word increase their participation in the other spiritual disciplines. This makes sense if you think about it. As we hear God speak to us through the Bible, we are moved to speak back to Him in prayer. As we read God's Word, we are instructed on how to deal with certain situations in our lives. Psalm 119.105, it is a lamp unto your feet. As we read the Bible, we hear God command us and lead us into certain things, inviting our response of obedience. As we read the Bible, we become more equipped to share this life-changing word with those around us whom God leads us to share Christ with. Certainly, it is easy to say that the Bible spurs other areas of growth in our Christian life. And the final, the third thing that I think of is that when you read the Bible, you are changed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is not like a Harry Potter novel. It's alive. The Spirit of God is working through the Word of God and interacting with you as you read it and contemplate what it says. There's an element of mystery to this, for sure. I, I, I confess. I can't explain all the mysterious ways of the Spirit. But here's what I do know. It convicts you and exposes areas of sinfulness that you're trying to hide in your heart. Hebrews 4, 12-13 says this, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joint and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from His sight, for all are exposed before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. The Holy Spirit speaking through the Word of God stirs up faith in your heart. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. The Bible corrects you. 
and trained you in the way of righteousness. I've already mentioned this verse once, but 2 Timothy 3.16, For all scripture is breathed out, theonustos, out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And those are just three quick things I can point out. And oh, how there are so many, many more reasons for why you ought to commit yourself to the daily engagement of God's Word. But I'll end it there to keep this podcast at the normal time limit. So here's the reality. Most of you are not going to be stuck on an island, or at least we hope so, right? But you will, by God's grace, and if the Lord wills, wake up in the morning. And some of you will, by God's grace, and if the Lord wills, lead your discipleship group meeting this week. Here's a simple question to end with. If you got trapped on an island and could only bring one book, and if that book ought to be the Bible, shouldn't that same book be the one book that you for sure commit yourself to reading every day and studying together in your discipleship group? It's not that you shouldn't read other books. Oh my, there are so many, many good books out there that you ought to read and I hope that you're able to before this life ends. But there is only one book that I would say that you are absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, should not miss or fail to read. And that book is the Holy Word of God. As you have often heard it said, The Bible is the textbook. Indeed, because it speaks the voice of God. It spurs your spiritual growth like no other. And the Holy Spirit works through it to transform you from one degree of glory to another. Amen. So, all right, before we go today, here's your outreach ideal of the week. Well, here is your outreach ideal of the week. It comes to us from the WMU, and it's really this ideal that I think could involve not just you as an adult, but perhaps even your children uh, as a family unit. So maybe your Sunday school classes, you're ministering to these streets or you're ministering to these neighborhoods that God has led you to. Maybe all of the family shows up on the same day and takes part in this ideal. Uh, The WMU calls this ideal Children's Mission Day. Uh, They've been doing it for over a dozen years or so, and thousands of children have shared God's love with people in their communities on these children's mission days, doing everything from feeding hungry people to visiting shut-ins, just showing God's love and being the hands and feet of Jesus in their community. So here's a couple of ideals. I'll just read them to you from this article. Write scripture verses on postcard-sized pieces of cardstock and attach a single-stem artificial flower. As children present the flower to a neighbor that you're visiting, encourage them to share something they have learned in missions. A second idea is to make over make over the neighbor's front porches as children share scripture and invitations to your church. Include a new wreath for the front door, sweep and clean any outdoor furniture. And the third one is contact an unchurched family in your community and ask if your group, which would be your Sunday school or your J-Life group, Ask if your group can come and help in their yard. As you supervise yard work, ask children to share what they know about Christ. Give an invitation to your church and information about your missions group. 
This is really a tertiary benefit, I think, to this Children's Mission Day where you not only have the opportunity to remind children that they can be missionaries every day, and you not only teach them and inspire them to continue to develop their own desire to serve others in their local communities, but at the same time, you get to be the hands and feet in a really practical way to a family that may be in need or to a family that may be unchurched and in desperate need to hear the gospel. So there's your, there's your outreach idea of the week. I hope it encourages you and fuels your thoughts as you seek to make a difference and an impact for his name here in our community. If I can do anything for you, don't hesitate at all to call. Uh, hope you, I hope you guys have a great week. Blessings. 